0: friends, and welcome to the Mr. Maxwell podcast. So today I wanted to revisit a topic that I talked about a month ago, month ago, oh my gosh, a year ago. Wow, time, am I right? Anyway, a topic I talked about a year ago on unmasking. And rather than simply re-releasing the exact same episode, I thought I would kind of re-discuss the episode and add any new thoughts or insights that I might have had. So anyway, wow, that's, you know what, I'm just going to leave it, that was a really awkward intro, I don't even, whatever, alright, so anyway, so today I want to talk about unmasking and... The, this episode was inspired by the movie Luca, uh, produced by Disney and I think Pixar, but I could be wrong, um, about two, about a little boy who was a, not a little, a boy who was a sea monster who discovered that he could transform and look like a human on land, and he met another sea monster and they started having adventures in the human world. So... Uh, just a warning, there are spoilers, so if you haven't seen the movie, I recommend that you go watch it, and then come back. And I'm not really getting into the details of the story, but I will be discussing elements of it. So, again, like I said, it's about a young sea monster named Luca who lived in the ocean near a town in Italy, and he befriends another sea monster named Alberto, and discovers that on a land that could transform to look like normal humans. They have adventures in a town that hates and fears sea monsters, which forces them to constantly be on guard against someone discovering what they truly are. And this was something that, that Luca's parents were afraid of. This is one of the re- reasons why they did not want Luca to, have, to go near the shore or go near humans, because they knew that he was not going to be safe around them. And that makes me think of other situations of parents who have children who display some sort of diversity, whether it's a disability, um, race, mental, there's so many different ways that a child can be different from the, the quote unquote norm. And many loving parents have concerns and often rightfully so, of their child being out in the world for fear that they will be treated mistreated or treated differently because of whatever it is about them that makes them other. Now, at the climax of the story, <clears throat> Luca reveals his true self to the townspeople. And in that same scene, there's two old women who reveal that they are also sea monsters to the town as well. And what struck me about this moment was... Throughout the movie, we see these two old ladies walking around town, living their lives. No one in town knew the truth about their identity. And I, as a viewer, did not recognize or catch on that this was who they were as well. And I don't know, that really got to me. Because think about that. They lived their entire lives in hiding never letting anyone know who they were. A crucial part of their identity was hidden from the world, which caused them to live in isolation, even though they were surrounded by other people. So they weren't alone, and yet they were alone. Just as Luca and Alberto, they were alone in many ways because they... Yes, they did not want to only live in the sea, they didn't want to only live on land, and yet, you know, they were limited, or had to be in fear, you know, even as they lived their lives. And even though they looked human, the old lady, going back to the old ladies, even though they looked human, as long as they stayed away from water, they weren't. And the reality is, when they were younger, if they had revealed who they truly were, it most likely would have resulted in their deaths. So they spent their entire lives in fear and in hiding. For me, I most connect with this with my autism. While I am an African American person, I can't hide my skin color, so... I am treated or laughed at or jokes are made at my expense or accepted, either way, all of that happens out in the open. It's not something that can be disguised. But, you know, a few years ago I was diagnosed uh, with autism, along with lupus, which is a chronic autoimmune disease. And while not officially diagnosed, I display many markers of ADHD to the point where I'm pretty certain that i am adhd as well and after a lifetime of feeling like i didn't belong to the world i lived in i finally understood why it was like in the, in the movie thor when loki discovered that he was actually a frost giant or if i had been raised human only to discover that i was actually a sea monster or from another planet and i say this because when i learned that i was autistic so many things about myself made sense i realized the labels i had lived under were wrong i was able to make adjustments to how i lived my life and work with who i am instead of wasting my time trying to be normal instead of wasting my time trying to pretend like i am neurotypical which i am not and Once I discovered the truth about myself, I I had a choice. I could leave my fidgets, my headphones, my sensory-friendly clothes at home, and walk out the door and pretend to be just another healthy, neurotypical person. I can avoid posting things on social media about autism, lupus, or ADHD. I don't have to talk about it on my podcast. I can suppress, continue to suppress my stims when in public or when sad. I could not divulge in my special interests. I could not snuggle with a stuffed animal because it's soothing from a sensory perspective, right? I could continue to try, even though I was often failing, but I could continue to try to pretend to be normal. I could avoid the topic altogether. In fact, Some people, when I disclosed my diagnosis, the response was, why do they even test for that? Why does it even matter? Why do you need to know? As if me even wanting to find out that I was autistic was somehow a bad thing. And I get it. I spent some time looking into the history of autism in the United States and there was a time where if a child was diagnosed with autism, they were immediately sent to an institution They were just, I mean, the parents were just encouraged to give the child up. Just don't even bother trying to raise them. It's not worth it. Have other children move on. And there is such a stigma. I've been encouraged by some people not to even discuss being autistic. Or I might reference an autistic trait only to have somebody say, oh, that happens to everybody. As though, like, they don't get it. I mean, I I think that some people, when they try to do that, oh, everybody has that problem. Some people are doing it to gaslight and try to minimize it. But I think some people actually believe they're being helpful. They believe by trying to universalize my problem to help me not feel alone, right? Because that's often the thing everybody wants to help you not you're not alone. You're not alone in this someone else is dealing with this with you. But The unintended sometimes consequences, all that person does is make me feel even more alone because I've shared something and they are discounting it or trying to act as though, oh, yeah, the lights bother me in Walmart, too. Yeah, that's just everybody hates it. And I know that it doesn't bother them the same level because they haven't spent money buying special glasses to help them deal with the lights. They're not, you know, anyway. I'm sorry, I kind of got off on a tangent there. But it's true, I could hide those things. I could not discuss my chronic illness, because lupus is a hidden illness. My disabilities are disabilities you can't see. If I try really hard, I can look like a quote-unquote normal person. Or, I could be honest about who I am, what my struggles are, how I live my life openly, honestly authentically at the end of the day I've ended up with a balance I don't even know that I would call it a balance but I do a little bit of both um, not gonna lie I mean I am you know, as an African American man I'm over 220 pounds and if I were to be stressed and have a meltdown with like stims and screeches in public, I'm pretty sure somebody would just call the cops. I don't think anybody would think, "Oh, he's overstimulated. Let's help that man." Right? That's that's a real fear of mine. I to this day live with that fear that one day I'm going to get overstimulated and have a meltdown and get arrested. Not because I hurt anybody, but because I scared people. Because the reality is my presence alone I've seen fear in people's eyes when they look at me or if I walk too quietly and they're suddenly aware of my presence and they jump and they're like, oh, Oh. Um, so there are some things I do hide, you know, in my videos. I don't always stim as much as I want to because, you know, I don't want it to hurt me professionally. You know, I don't want anyone to use those videos against me as a way to say, hey, he's out of control. He can't do his job, which is not true. I can control when I stim and when I don't, but I've chosen to stim more often because it lowers my blood pressure, to be honest with you. Um, It's crazy. And I'm trying to be more and more open about my autism and my chronic illness because I don't want to be like those old ladies. I don't want to wait till I'm 80 years old to live an authentic life. I don't want to spend the rest of my life in hiding. I'm 41 years old. I've already spent so much of my life trying to fit in and be normal and failed, by the way. It's not like I was always successful. So what's, so why bother? And so I have posted my diagnoses on my profile page if you look at my profile it says lupus it says autism and i've begun to share my story and i'm continuing to share my story in my personal life and in my professional life and the results of that have been amazing absolutely amazing Um, as a teacher every time i see a student's head lift a little higher When they see me being openly autistic, openly ADHD, openly living with a chronic illness, every time I see a parent encouraged because I can understand their child in a way that somebody who just studies autism in books never will. And don't get me wrong, there there are some amazing special educators out there who do great work. But when you meet somebody who is dealing with what you are dealing with, when I, when, the, I, when I told the students that I put the covers in the lights because of my sensory issues and then several of them were like, oh my gosh, thank you. This helps me as well. And so they don't, because for kids, they don't want to be the only person, right? They know they're different. And when those accommodations are offered, some kids turn down accommodations for no other reason that they don't want to be singled out. So when the adult in the room says, hey, this is actually for me, but I hope it helps you too, they're more willing to talk about their own struggles because it's less weird, it's less other. It starts to become normalized. And I just think that that's an awesome thing that I want to see more of in the world. I've received messages from people about my podcast, my TikToks, that just by sharing my story, I have encouraged them, I've helped them, I've blessed them. And not like I have some great solutions. I'm not, you know, some autistic wizard or anything like that. It's not, they're not thanking me because I've solved their life problems. They're thanking me because I've helped them feel less alone in a, in a, in a real, in a helpful way. Not in a everybody has that problem downplaying it way, but for them to see someone else struggle with what they struggle with. And sometimes overcoming those things as well. So it's been absolutely worth it. Where was I? I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Sorry about that. Squirrel moment. But all of this is nothing but to convince me that the more I share, the more people I can bring hope to. Because after all, my life is not only about me which is actually one of my number four and my five life philosophies. So I guess what I'm hoping that you would get out of, out of this episode is share your story. What you're going through is a lot. And you choose how much you are comfortable sharing. Don't share if you're not ready. Just want to be clear. I don't share everything. There are intersectionalities about me that I don't share because I'm not ready yet, right? But what you are comfortable sharing, share. Because somebody out there, not everybody, right? But there are at least a few people, maybe even just one person out there who needs to hear that they're not the only one who struggles at the level that you do. Right? Maybe even three. And when we are open about who we are, about what our struggles are, we give others courage to do the same. We put ourselves in a position to spread hope to a world that is in desperate search of it. I think often the reason why we have these so-called minorities is because so many of us are in hiding for good reason. For good reason. I mean, our nation, unfortunately, does not have a great history of dealing with the marginalized very well. But I think that if there were more people who are open about who they are and show that their diagnoses or whatever it is that makes them different doesn't affect their ability to enact positive change in the world, maybe we could see something different? I don't know. Maybe I'm just naive, but I am hopeful. All right, friends, well, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think about this one. And for now, it is time for your next adventure. I'll miss you. Thank you, friends, for listening to the Mr. Maxwell Podcast. If you'd like to see what else I am up to, you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and instagram all at mr underscore maxwell 16 please i'd love to hear from you um let me know what you think of the podcast let me think of let me know if there are any other things you'd like me to talk about all right friends hope you have a wonderful day